everyone, and welcome to another episode of the T-Degree in Golf podcast. We are excited to have you here today from the T-Degree in Fairways and allowing us to bring to you, our listeners, another informative episode. This afternoon, we're excited and really, really looking forward to the conversation with Kyle Holloman of Holloman GPS. This gentleman, this entrepreneur, specializes in golf and fitness and has 20 years of industry experience where he literally has transformed the bodies of not just everyday citizens, but specifically those individuals like you and me, those individuals who like being in the fairways from the tee box on the first tee to the green on the 18th hole. And so with that, I'd like to introduce Kyle Holloman of Holloman GPS. Kyle, thank you for being with us this afternoon and spending a little bit of time on the Tee to Green Golf Podcast. Welcome to the fairways. Thank you very much, Victor. I must say it's a pleasure being here. I love the aspect, I love the idea of being able to talk about golf and fitness for people because many people don't realize that golf is a fitness thing. Even though your swing only lasts maybe a second and a half tops, but we still have to add the fitness element into everything we do and in this life and to maintain our bodies so we can we can play the game for a longer amount of time. So I appreciate you having me on here and I hope that what I bring to the table will inform people to be healthier and enjoy the game more. Yeah, I'm confident that it will. Just having the opportunity to read your website, uh, page through that, understand your bio. And I know we'll get into that a little bit as we go on today and, and give you an opportunity to certainly share your experience, your services, and how you can transform the bodies and the games of our listeners all over the greens, courses, and fairways of, of our golf courses today. Before we get started, for the listeners out there in the fairways, again, let me just highlight the achievements of Kyle this afternoon. He's a certified coach and fitness trainer, a Czech golf biomechanic, and we'll let him talk about that in a little bit. As I mentioned earlier, he has 20 years of experience in the fitness industry, and more specifically to our group today, he specializes in golf performance and conditioning and just a little nugget for all of you all out there in the fairways he actually specializes in nutrition as well and so i am an advocate for you not buying much in the clubhouse at the turn i think kyle will certainly give us an opportunity to expound on that and make sure that we are proper and ready to go from the first tee box to the 18th green from a nutrition standpoint. And so again, we're excited about what we're about to engage in on this episode of the Tea to Green Golf Podcast. And so why don't we just start, Kyle, with you introducing yourself to the Tea to Green Golf Podcast Fairways. Who is Kyle? Well, as you said, I've been in this business for 20 years. I got in this business on a whim, just completely out of the blue. Um, just to give you an idea, I was working in book publishing, believe it or not. I was a book, working book publishing, book manufacturing in Manhattan, in New York. Okay. And a friend of mine wanted to go and 
become a trainer. I was like, what's that about? Being a trainer? So she said, oh, well, I get to work out with people and write programs and everything. I was like, really? You get paid to do that? Right. I was like, oh, that sounds like a great career. I want to do that. So when I got certified singles later, I was a trainer working on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Okay. And that's where it all started. And from there, I realized early on that I want to specialize in golf stuff, but I didn't. I wasn't sure how to go about it. So I also realized early on that um, posture is more important than anything else. Absolutely. So I went and pursued a lot of certifications and doing corrective exercise, and that's where the check the check um, practitioner came in. So I so I went and explored a lot of options, a lot of different things about exercise and trying to figure out how to help the most people possible. And one of the biggest things is posture, and at the time it was called corrective exercise. Okay. And a corrective exercise is a very broad term. Okay. But basically it means assessing someone's posture and their alignment and making the corrections in the body to try and get them to more of a neutral position so the body functions well. From that point, you got into functional training, which is functional training, which is another buzzword in the industry. It's been around for about 15 years or so, 15, 18 years in that in some capacity. And so my exploration was to try and find out how to best affect people's lives, get them the way they want to look, and also make them make them function better for everyday activities. That's yeah. where golf came in. Because I knew early on that my father's a golfer, my grandfather's okay. a golfer. All, every male in my family plays golf except my oldest brother. So it's been inundated in my life for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to make sure that I could help people in the most effective way possible. And that's why I came into being a check practitioner, practitioner, uh, golf golf biomechanic, and then specializing in golf fitness and education about golf since I've been since for the last, I don't know, 15, 18 years or so. Yeah, so So, some really, really good stuff. And and Kyle just gave us a a deeply comprehensive overview on his background. And again, we'll get into a little bit of that. I told Kyle I was going to tease him. Um, this afternoon, for those of you in the listening audience, one of the things that's really, really an opportunity and a blessing here today is Kyle is also a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated, and I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So we really, really are shouting out the Divine Nine this afternoon um, from from the fairway. So, so just a little, uh, just a little plug for our fraternities and sororities within the Divine Nine. Additionally, Kyle is being interviewed by a Chicagoan, and he's a New Yorker, and so I know he's passionate about all things New York, as I am passionate about all things Chicago. So for those of you in the fairways, wherever your alliance lies in the sports world, um, you certainly have two people that are fans of uh, sports teams in the larger cities around around the U.S. Kyle, let's let's... Let's talk about the Czech golf biomechanic uh, a little bit more. Um, and just listening to you, my sense is that it has a lot to do with posture and and just the general movement uh, of the body in 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 relation to the golf swing. Can you talk to us about the layman's term uh, or layman's applicability of what that means? Well, so the golf biomechanic uh, takes a uh, look at your posture and adjusts the ball, adjusts at the ball first. Okay. And they're going to make alignment. They're going to make uh, alignment changes based on exercise, not not basically swing mechanics, 
but exercise to get you the best position at, at address. Okay. Okay. And keep the keep the club on plane through the entire swing. That's what we're looking at. If you, like I always tell people, if you want golf lessons, how to swing a club, you need to see a qualified professional to do that. Okay. This is exercise for the game of golf to keep you in better alignment, better posture, and to maintain that posture through the entire 18 holes. Nice. Okay. Nice. So we are working on not just this, not just the postural alignment aspect, the strength aspect, and the endurance endurance aspect, because a lot of golfers get tired by the end of the round, and they don't realize that they're tired, especially those high handicappers who yes. swing a lot. So if you don't think about it, if you if you're a high handicapper, you're shooting in the mid 90s. That means just 90 swings with a club. Correct. Correct. Okay. Over the course of four or five hours. So I think what's interesting about that. Kyle, as you talked about posture as it relates to that, but I think the other piece that is equally important um, is for all of us to understand that there is something called golf endurance that is very real. And whether you are walking 18 holes or you're riding 18 holes, Swinging a golf club is really physical exertion of your body and your posture at number one may not be your posture on that approach shot on 18. And so golf mm -hmm. endurance and biomechanics sounds like it is um, a critical marriage for a successful golfer and a successful round of golf. Exactly. Well, I find that most people, the people, even friends I play with, their posture gets worse as it goes through the round, yeah. especially as they, the high handicappers swing more. Also, they start to look a little rounded in their shoulders, start to look a little, they're not as peppy in their step um, yeah. as they had in the beginning. So we want to work on getting specifically stronger in the aspect of endurance to last through the entire 18 holes. Yeah. Then. So a lot of the mechanical stuff that we work on is actually in building up endurance in the muscle. Uh, so we're building up, there's a muscle also force like I tell people all the time like the best athletes produce force from the ground up through their bodies so a ground okay. force interaction okay so so does so does that reemphasize the importance of lower body strength and stability absolutely absolutely your feet are your connected to the ground so the better my feet are connected to the ground the more a plant to the ground the better I can produce force through my body so if I can't, if I don't have a good sense of my feet on the ground, which I, I tell a lot of people, you should walk around barefoot at least part of the day mm. to get a better sense of the ground underneath you. It actually really does help. Some people don't say, you know, well, it doesn't really make a difference. I said, well, yeah, it does. The average shoe puts your foot about an inch, an inch to, to a half an inch to an inch and a half above the ground. So you think about your shoe, your foot, how it interacts with the ground. I never really feel the ground. Okay? Yeah. And so we want to be able to feel the ground underneath us, and that helps produce better force, helps us produce flat, faster swing speed, because we're actually ground to the ground, developing musculature of the legs to be able to push to the ground and drive the ball further. Yeah, so that, that's good stuff. And listen, we're about 10, 11, 12 minutes into this episode, and certainly there's been a ton of wisdom shared with all of us out in the fairways. And what we understand now uh, and maybe some of us understood it before, but certainly it's been brought home very shortly, is that your base 
is critical to an effective and efficient round of golf. And so we look forward uh, to Kyle taking us on this journey for the rest of the episode. episode. But as I've been apt to do, I encourage each of you to just make a bookmark on this piece right now where base and balance is critical. And Kyle has encouraged all of us to spend some portion of our day walking barefoot and getting connected with uh, with the ground below us. Um, you know, good stuff. Kyle, one of the things that you and I talked about leading up to today is really the, the, the distinction between golf fitness and what so many of us know as just resistance training and fitness in general, oftentimes going to a gym, maybe some of our larger commercial gyms, um, and for some of us, maybe a local gym where we have a trainer, but we're not necessarily working on golf fitness. Can you help us better understand that distinction? Sure, no problem. Um, general fitness is just that. It's general. It's not really specific to the golf game. So general fitness is, you know, go to a gym and pick up some dumbbells and do a chest press or, you know, go do a squat with a bar. But is that linear training? When I say linear, I mean anything in a straight line from our body. So linear training is not going to help us in rotation. So golf fitness has to focus on not just the linear aspect, but the, with the rotational aspect also. How I move my body? Can I move my body? Can I rotate my body efficiently enough to produce the force I need to? Okay, and that's a very that's very different. So your average trainer doesn't understand that. Well, just put a pair of dumbbells in your hand and say, "Oh, do this and do a lateral lunge, or do this here and do that there." But they don't really understand the aspect of the swing. Mm-hmm. So I understand the aspect of the swing and the demands I put on the body. I should be doing something in rotation and some what's called anti-rotation exercises also to help me to help me get develop the musculature I need to make an efficient swing. Nice. So we need to, we need to have civic civic training and I mean I can go on for all kinds of stuff of how to do rotational training <clears throat> that applies to any rotational sport, whether it be baseball, tennis, golf especially, because a lot of our rota- a lot of our rotation comes from our spine. And we don't have a healthy spine, it's very hard to rotate. Right. And see, we don't have a healthy spine, it's very hard to do anything. Right, right. Very good. So we, want, so we want to make sure that our spine is healthy enough to take the rotation. One thing that I've learned recently is that I've re- recently that I've had my eyes open, because I've known this for a long time, but I just had to you know, re- reconfirm my thought. Okay. The spine is a very, spine is a very seg- is segmented. You have 12 thoracic vertebrae five lumbar vertebrae and seven vertical vertebrae, seven uh, cervical vertebrae. So all those vertebrae have a certain amount of flexion and extension in the spine. Right. But the spine actually really really does flexion extension primarily. It does rotation secondarily. So mm. if the spine cannot flex and extend properly, it can't rotate properly. Mm. So you have to make sure that the spine can segmentally flex and extend before it can rotate. And that's the most important part. So if I have a spine that cannot flex and extend, I won't be able to rotate very far at all. It will limit, limit my rotation. Kyle, you're going to have people listening to this segment um, not driving their vehicles, not riding their bikes, 
they're going to be sitting somewhere slightly uncomfortable trying to stretch out and make sure <laughs> that they are properly ready to go because you have people a little uncomfortable right now but change requires a little bit of discomfort and that's what this episode is about is really optimizing everybody's game uh, not just with the clubs that are in their hand but with the body that they've been dealt or with the body that they are maintaining right now so uh, good, good stuff so again I had the opportunity to review your website and, and I really enjoyed it. One of the things that I found um, engaging was a few testimonials, one from a longtime client. Is there a unique way you measure progress of your clients? And are there clients who seek to compare fitness progress to golf progress? Yes. Um, my, my basic philosophy in, 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 uh, in any kind of fitness is I'm going to be a positive force and not a negative force. Mm-hmm. Some people respond to negative and they, and they respond well to it. Some people don't respond well to that. As a trainer, you have to know who's in front of you, know the person. Mm. So first and foremost, we have to know the person we're, we're talking to and what their language, what their communication language is right. one of the biggest things that I see most coaches come into most coaches or trainers come into businesses they don't know how to communicate effectively to the person who's standing in front of them okay so my thing is I've done a lot of classes on communication a lot of classes on coaching so I understand how to coach the person in front of me but it's taking a long time to understand the aspect of it and it's a very important aspect as a trainer you should understand who's in front of you and be able to effectively communicate to that person yeah that being said my style is positive and encouraging i'm going to i'm never going to be berating to somebody because mm-hmm. it, it's a negative reinforcement if i'm trying to teach someone how to do a a, a new thought as far as their motion and golf i don't want negative reinforcement right I want positive reinforcement. right so i'm only going to say okay this is where you're at right now but i need you to do this Okay, because I want you, I want you to think about the positive reinforcement of the action, not the negative. Correct. Now, do we learn more from our mistakes than our than our, our, our uh, successes? Yes. Right. But I don't want to hide the mistakes, so you actually harp on the mistake. I want to say, okay, that's where you are right now. That's what I need you to do. So we're gonna always gonna focus on the positive and reinforce the positive. The, okay. re, the reinforced positive always makes people happy to come in and see you as compared to like, look at you like, oh man, I have to face this guy today. And wow, with, this is not going to go well. And with your golf clients, how do mm-hmm. you, how do you, in collaboration with them, assess their progress as a trainer relative to their golf game? If that if, if that makes sense, that question. Right. So um, a lot of times when I start with a client, I'll have specific measurables that I'm going to look at. Nice. So I will look at their, how can they, how far they rotate their spine around, do they have, how, how much hip rotation do they have, shoulder rotation, all those things I'll take into account as we progress. So I'll take progress, I'll, I'll take care of progress report like I do right now, pictures of where they're at when they start. Okay. As compared to where they're, where they're at when they start, the middle, some progress down the road and at the end. So I want to see their progress. I want them to see their progress. So the biggest progress for me is a lot of times when they come into me, hey, you know, I've 
broke 80 for the first time. Yeah. You know, I, I broke 70 for the first time. Their progress in their body is what is the biggest thing. Yes. Their progress in their fitness level, how if they're and they're going for golf training and losing weight. If they're losing weight and all of a sudden they feel better, and they move better, and they're striking the ball better, and they look look they look at me like you know I'm a god because I got them this result. <laughs> I said no, you're a great person because you put the effort in. Right, and right. If you put the effort in, everything's possible. So positive positive reinforcement, effective communication. And just ownership and accountability on behalf of the trainer, yourself, and the client, which is the golfer in this case. Right. Very good. So we always want to. We always. I always want to reinforce that positive. But I want them to see the progress. So a lot of times, like I'll like I do before and after pictures for people. Yeah. I'll do um, measurements. Like the biggest one is a spinal rotation measurement that I'll do. I have yeah. to take a seat. In a chair with a dial with a dial across the shoulders and gonna rotate around and see how far I can go in both directions. Yeah. And as we as we go, you should be getting more rotation in both directions in your backswing and your downswing and follow through. Yeah. As you get more progress there and you see it and, it, and it's also you know you pick up 15, 20, 30 yards of more distance on your driving and your and your irons. That's the progress I want to see. I want to see that. Yeah, this is this is really, really good stuff. And again, for those of us out in the fairways listening to this episode, I hope this is resonating uh, with you. My goal for each of you is what Kyle's goal is, and that is, you know, optimizing health, uh, but also playing better golf. And uh, the the more the 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 more we stretch ourselves, and the more flexible we are. From Kyle's experience, the better our games ultimately become, uh, whether that's breaking 90, 80, or 70, or simply hitting the ball 5, 10, 15, maybe 30 yards greater. And so hopefully this is really resonating and each of each of us is finding this informative uh, up to this point. Kyle, through your experience, is there a part of the body that must be consistently strengthened for a golfer, consistently strength of a golfer, I find that the biggest issue is normally either the hips or spine. Mm, the hips, okay. So hips or spine, and unfortunately, because most people are very very sedentary, the hips and the spine take the brunt of what goes on in the body. So I always find that hips, as far as loading, unloading the hips, if we spend a lot of time seated in a chair every day, we tend to get very tight in our hips and lower back because of spending so much time seated. So those are two things that I find that are most consistently need attention. Uh, other, thing, other thing is that people don't think about is the lower leg. Like the lower mm-hmm. leg actually heat because of the shoes we wear. I find most people have, have, have lower leg issues. Like if you, like um, I evaluated a young man the other day who's actually not a golfer, he's a baseball player. So similar, similar, he's a pitcher. Yep. But I noticed that he had a lack of what's called ankle dorsiflexion. You gotta pick up your toes toward your shin. Okay. Yeah, yeah lack of, you know, pick his toes toward his shin on his throwing, on his throwing leg. So his driving leg, as okay. which is right, he's left-handed, so it's his, it's his right leg. Right. And I looked at that and said, you know, we have to address that issue because you have a lack of be able to pick those toes up. Once he once we addressed that and started work on that, all of a sudden he notices that his whole leg got better because mm. of that issue with his foot. 
and ankle. Mm. So his whole leg could move better because he took care of that issue. So a lot of times people discount the feet, but the feet are very important. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's good. And and you know, and, and I've talked so much already about um, reviewing Kyle's website, uh, family. And so just really quick, uh, for those of you that may be intrigued up to this point, it is www.hollomangps.com, hollomangps.com, hollomangps.com. One of the things that you'll see on that website is a quote, mission, mantra, feel better, move better, eat better. These words are boldly stated, Kyle. Beyond words, can you elaborate to us in the fairways on how these words connect to your training approach? Mm -hmm. Sure. So feel better, as we move more, we'll feel better. Okay, as mm -hmm. we eat better food, we'll feel better. And all that, all that combines to help us perform better in our given sport, whatever that is. In this case, we're talking about golf. Right. So if I have the proper nutrition, if I actually move my body the right way and be consistent about it, I will see better performance from my body as you go as you go through the whole progress of life in this in fitness in, in fitness. Because it's not a temporary thing. Right. It's a journey that goes through life. Absolutely. So as long as you have a body to work with, you have you should be using it properly in order to maintain your health. Because without health, you have nothing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So my mantra, my mantra is move better, feel better, um, eat better, because all those things combine to make a healthy human. Yeah, and we, that's what that's what you should strive to be. And every day is a better is a better human every day. You know, it's interesting because we there's an aspect of life that we all experience. It's not necessarily tied to golf, and it may be it may be about health, right? It may be about just quality of life. But the term that often is associated with that is holistic life. Right, holistically managing who we are, and it sounds like from a golf and a fitness standpoint, feel better, move better, eat better is really uh, another way to attach that to a more holistic life. Right. So, so like, uh, people don't know what holistic life is. Holistic basically means you're taking all of the aspects of life. You yeah. know, your fitness, your sleep, your recovery from exercise. Your, your eating habits, all those things you're taking into and take into account into the entire being and seeing where there might be some need for improvement or right. see where we're good and, and marrying, marrying that and making a better human or a whole human, not just part of it. A lot of us get one aspect right, but don't get the aspect right. And it's an everyday struggle. Everyone struggles the same thing. I didn't get enough sleep left. Night, I don't feel good. You know, I oh, I, oh, I had too many drinks. And now I have a hangover. Right. Uh, or I over, I overate and I feel bad about myself. And you know, I always live by the eighty twenty rule in this aspect in holistic life. If you're good eight percent of eight percent of time, you can afford the twenty percent. There it is. There it is. So I want at my so the the goal is not perfection. The goal is consistency. Yeah, it's. 
if I can maintain my, if I can do 80%, be eight good 80% of the time, the 20% that I do will actually make me better. Like, like make it better. I understand, I understand that, okay, if I have one bad meal, it's not the end of the day. I was just, I'm going to say, oh, the heck with it. I'm just going to freaking jump off a bridge. Oh, my whole day is over because I have one bad meal. No, I have one bad meal. That's all it is. Listen, I got no force for the next one. It, it, it's like birdies and pars will make you feel better than pars and bogeys. But if you have right. more birdies and pars and a few bogeys, then ultimately you will have a pretty solid round today. Exactly. It, it, exactly. So it's not always be perfect. Right. We are, we are not perfect beings. We are not. Very and good. Like, Very good. And we need to understand that we are not perfect. So I, I said, another guy says, you know, you need to be 1% better every day. Yep. And 100 days, you're 100% better the way you work. Okay, absolutely. Very good. Very good. And so prior to prior to our recording, you know, we were we were talking a little bit about the the impact of COVID um, on how we go about living our day to day. And as we are well aware, COVID-19 has halted many. Uh, we know that our number of people are working from home, a vast majority are working from home. Um, and an equal number have retreated from gyms and fitness routines. What advice can you share? What advice have you shared to help us stay flexible in our homes for those of us who have retreated from the gyms? Well, what I always say is if you're, if you're going to be at home, use your time wisely. Mm-hmm. So I will always include something, something every day. I don't care if I have to use a can of tomato soup to, do a bicep cross like that. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay. Um, a gym is a a gym is a place. It's not the determining factor. You can if I mean it's kind of hard to get stuff now because COVID has made gym equipment very hard to get because a lot of people do it start doing the same thing buying stuff and bring it to their home. Right. So I mean you have a, even even though you don't have access to the gym you still have your body. Yes. And some some of the hardest work you will ever do is moving your body weight okay so i mean doing squats lunges push-ups things that things that we take for granted we can do that you can still do flexibility at home you don't have to have a gym to do that it's convenient yep to go somewhere but if you're stuck at home you're not bound to that we have to get out of the mentality that we're bound to this lifestyle mm-hmm. we have to think like I had to adjust my business because of that. I was in the gym 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, I can't be in a gym right now, so I have to figure out how am I gonna make my business work and stay and stay employed. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to online training, offering virtual sessions, offering uh, mobility sessions, offering a bunch of stuff that I was not used to Yeah, and make me uncomfortable with the situation. And, that, and that's where uh, they say, um, I mean, so I had to adjust my business to make sure I could still thrive in this time. So let's so, segue. So, let, let, let's segue. I, I knew that about you, and so it was perfect that you brought that into our conversation today. Talk to us about how we can connect to Holloman GPS today. 
Well, you can reach out on my website. I have a form, a form there on my website where you can fill out and contact me so I can give you more information about the service that I offer. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at PhoenixNuke1, um, Facebook at Kyle Holloman, um, and those are numerous ways you can get in contact with me so I can give you more specific advice as to what you need, what you can do in your home. Like, I designed the entire workout program for home was just body weight. Yeah. Because we, we have, you have a body, you can use it. It's not to say you can't use it. It's a matter of understanding that you're not bound to the gym. You yeah. have to understand the gym can be anywhere you want to be. So so for those of, those of us in the fairways, uh, whether you are across the pond and listening, whether you are in Canada listening, whether you are on the East Coast, West Coast, or parts in between, HollimanGPS.com is an immediate way to reach out to him. Uh, he shared his Instagram handle. It is at Phoenix, P-H-O-E-N-I-X, Noop. N-U-P-E-1, and he also is available on Facebook. And so for those of you who are working out at home, uh, I encourage you to connect with Kyle and let him compliment or enhance what you are doing at home if you are not available to visit with him in the greater Atlanta metro market. Kyle, thank you for for bringing that to light uh, again I knew that about you just following you on Instagram uh, but I believe it's critical uh, that we share that today and certainly Tita Green Golf Podcast is in the business of enlightening our players and our listeners on ways that they can improve their game and fitness and nutrition is central to that um, so again touching on the website there are two aspects of your training, functional range conditioning and motion-based systems. They're two distinctly different but complementary approaches to training. Can you talk to us a little bit about what those mean for us? All right, so we'll go to the movement-based systems. Movement-based systems basically means we're gonna take whatever your you're doing in life, whether it be playing tennis, golf, what have you, and we develop programs simply for that purpose. Okay. Now, if you're a bodybuilder, you want to do bodybuilding, we can do that too. If you're a golfer, you want to get strokes in your game, we can do that also. Okay. It's about understanding what you do specifically to get you to your goal. So if, I, if I'm a bodybuilder and I want to put on 20 pounds of muscle, okay, great. We can, we can work on that. We have to yeah. work on nutrition stuff also. Yeah. And the and the and the workouts uh, and workouts that go along with that because I've been I, at one point I was a bodybuilder. Okay, okay. I, I decided you know golf means more than me than being twenty five pounds heavier than what I am now. <laughs> <laughs> unless so, unless you are Bryson DeChambeau, then <laughs> that, no Bryson DeChambeau. But I'll get I'm not getting into all that right now. He's he's gonna pay dividends for that later on. Right. Okay. In about another year and a half, two years, I'm feeling like, oh man, this makes me on my nerves. <laughs> so <clears throat> I spent years fighting, fighting my weight, and so I decided, you know, I just needed to cut this weight off. Um, and so when I, but finally, when I, when I did cut that weight off, I actually, I went from a 14 handicap to a seven. 
Yeah, cut it in half. Yeah, I would cut my because I, I could actually rotate. Yeah. So, but the so the movement based systems is basically applying what you do and what your goal is, what whatever whether it be any kind of sport related thing or a life related goal, and making a program appropriate for what that goal is. Mm-hmm. One number two, the FRC, the uh, functional range conditioning, that is actually a flexibility mobility. Nice system nice where we actually take the bot we take the body and go through an assessment basis of daily cars car routine which is called a control articular rotation i'm not getting the whole technical aspect of it all right okay. now because it takes me to uh, explain that but basically we're taking the uh, taking joint and we're trying to improve the joint mobility yeah. specifically any joint in the body whether it be your shoulder your hip your neck your toes what have you we cover everything to make our make our articular rotations better. So there's in every joint, just give you a basic overview. In every joint, there's a space in every joint. Mm-hmm. And as we get older, that space closes down because the muscle and the tissue around it gets tighter and tighter as it gets less supple over okay. time. Okay. What we're doing is actually taking that joint space and expanding it back out and trying and getting more range of motion. So I actually increase the joints that I have in my knee or my hip. Yeah. I have more tissue force to express. So, and that's the idea behind the FRC and the functional range conditioning. Very, very nice. Listen, I might be on the uh, website after after this episode, uh, working, interested in that functional range conditioning. And so, let's let's transition. Uh, a topic that is equally important to total health. And optimal performance is nutrition. It's undervalued and misunderstood uh, relative to golf performance. And yeah, we've talked about this. Can you elaborate on nutrition as an element of your training and maybe even beyond that, really just highlight, underscore how important nutrition is to optimize our golf game every round from pre-round to middle of the round and even the post-round if if that's important right so nutrition is everything yeah yep. like I, I tell people all the time like you our bodies are we we are our, our, we are a product of our environment and product we put into our bodies so if our environment or what we put to our bodies is bad we're going to perform bad like it's like um it's like if you feed if you feed a chicken corn at some point that chicken is gonna taste like corn because right. that's what you're feeding it. Right. So what makes the human body is any different? If I put garbage into the system, I'm gonna get garbage out of the system. Yeah. And if I eat foods that I are I'm either allergic to or not right for me, I don't have the I don't get energy from my foods. I, I that is a very important aspect of our bodies. Understand that the what you put in, you get out. Mm-hmm. So I eat a lot of highly processed foods. My, my highly processed, if anything comes in a bag, if it comes in a box, if it comes in a container and it's been altered from its natural state, that is a processed food. An apple is not a processed food. A cheese it is a processed food. Bookmark so, this. Bookmark this on everybody in the fairways. Bookmark this. So if I, if you look at the being being human means we are we are of this world we are not exempt facts 
We are just not. We are of this world. We are bodies. Everything on the planet is of this world. Therefore, we should be eating food appropriate to that. Yeah. And unfortunately, at most golf courses, there is nothing appropriate in the golf course, yep. in the clubhouse, except what they cook inside. Yep. So um, I always, myself personally, I always try, before I go out for my first my round and go to a driving range, I want to have a good, solid meal in me. Yeah. I want to have a, I must have a good solid meal. I made a good meal of something that's going to be filling beforehand. So it's going to be, you know, if I have to have a, uh, I mean, I may make organic pancakes in the morning with, uh, with, uh, with rice flour. Right. That's just, that's just my, this is my thing. But rice flour, I may have a couple eggs and go out for my round of golf. Well, but organic eggs, but I do go out of my way to buy things that I know are healthy. Yes. This is my mentality. So, so I also, so also mid round. If I go mid round, I'm saying no, I may have a couple pieces of fruit, or a um, or I bring food with me. I know there's nothing good at the at the golf course. Yeah. So I, you know, I bring stuff with me. Now post round, I get a, post round recovery is very important. Also, okay. So the better food I have to recover with, and I may still have other food that I bring with me at the golf course to recover afterwards. Right. Especially at the time of year right now when it's exceptionally hot. Correct. It's down here. Like that. Correct. And I like to walk my rounds of golf. Unfortunately, right now, it is very hot. It's hot. And a lot of times, you will sweat out so much water that you place yourself. And the only time I'm going to say this, if you are sweating on the golf course, have a Powerade, have a Gatorade, something like that. Yeah. So to get your salts and sugars back up again so you don't pass out from the heat. Because if you're sweating a lot, you're sweating all that stuff out. And it, that will affect your performance later on around. So through the first six, seven holes, you might be fine. But guess what? 14, 15, 16, when, when you start to get tired and the left side starts dropping down, your energy level starts to, starts to drop down, you want to want to have something early in the round, not then, it's too late then, early in the round to help you survive. So for my playing partners, in the multiple states that I generally play, I'm not telling you to get rid of your crackers. I'm not telling you to get rid of your M&Ms and anything else that you may buy in the clubhouse. What I am saying is I'm interested in what you're doing at the turn, and I can almost bet that based on what you put in your mouth, there's going to be a slippage as we get towards the backside of the round. So I'm mm-hmm. going to take advantage of that decrease in energy right now. Right. Ex- exactly. And I, I mean, I tell people, <laughs> time, like, the, the stuff you have, you are what you eat. And the stuff you put in your body at the turn can make a big difference. I try to always eat something better than a pack of freaking crackers. Now, I mean, now, if you're hard-pressed for something, you have to eat something. Please eat something. Right. Don't right. miss and skip meals because that even that's even worse than having bad food. Yeah. So all you know, all humor aside, I do think that in in the Tea to Green Golf Podcast episodes, we try and deliver moments that are really impactful and 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 critical to kind of the sustainability of us playing this game. And so as we think about another one of those moments today. Uh, as much as I was playing, there's a lot of serious in the bookmarking 
the piece of this episode or replaying it or whatever needs to be done around nutrition. It is so important. And as Kyle said, for those of you that are in the southern part of the U.S., uh, again, at this particular time, but maybe more broadly, depending on that type of time of year, wherever you are, it is okay to take in some Gatorade and some Powerade because you do need to replenish your salt and sugar after sweating over the course of three and a half to five and a half hours. And so, again, just want to make sure that we underscore that point from our expert this, this afternoon. Kyle, we have had a really, really informative conversation. Uh, personally, I think that this is one of the better episodes that we have. Uh, if for no other reason than health and fitness is central um, to me, and I believe in it as a, not just a pathway to playing excellent golf, but as a pathway to playing golf for as long as we want to play golf. And so I'm grateful for your expertise. Um, I am extremely proud that there is a specialist, uh, a professional of color who is in this space, um, as, as is kind of a mission of the Tee to Green Golf podcast, is to become that voice of diversity in the sport. And so really honored to have this opportunity with you today. Help us understand how can Tee to Green Golf Podcast support Kyle Holloman and Holloman GPS going forward? Well, first and foremost is go to my website, find out more about how to get fit for golf. Um, also, in, invest in yourself. Invest in taking care of yourself better, and that will make you feel better for the game. Uh, I always encourage people to Look out for yourself in this in this in this whole thing because it's very important that we take care of ourselves. And you, and you take care of yourself out there encourages me to be great for you. Come when it comes to this this game and fitness and golf. I love seeing people get results. I love seeing people be motivated. That, that motivates me to, to drive harder and do more. Um, visiting the website, ask questions. Please ask questions. There is no dumb question out there. I love inquiry. I love to give people information to help them be better. So if you go to my website and you see and you want to ask a question, ask a question. Fill out the form on the bottom of every page. It's a great way to increase to increase dialogue among among us to better improve ourselves for the game and improve our, our lives. So I encourage people to reach out as much as you want to. I am always willing to answer any question and encourage people to be better every day. Well, so that's excellent. For all of us out in the fairways, we have provided an invaluable asset to our golf game and to our health today. Kyle has extended himself to everyone to reach out to him through his website. And again, it's HollemanGPS.com. His IG handle is PhoenixNoop1. And he also has a Facebook page as well. And so today we have walked up the 18th fairway. Uh, we've putted out. Uh, the round is over. We're grateful that the time we have spent with Kyle today. 
And as we always say, hit it straight from T to green. Thank you.